Voice at the Table provides practical information to ensure people with a cognitive disability have a real and equal voice on boards, committees and advisory groups. We do this by providing training for people with an acquired brain injury or intellectual disability and through a peer-led monthly meetup. We educate organisations and government departments to use inclusive meeting practices by providing training and resources. But most importantly, VAT tries to make the world a place where everyone is equal and can participate by being given supports they need to contribute the way they want. Our board is disability-led and our resources and training are co-produced and facilitated by people with a disability. Come check us out, voiceatthetable.com.au. We gather together today on this special place to continue our learning journey together. We are knowing the boy, Barang, and Boom Barang, people of the Kuma Nation as the tradition Kajasian of this land and waters of the place where we are recording this podcast and this sovereign had not been Jesus. We acknowledge and pay respect to the oldest past and present and emerging. We also pay respect to the first Nathan, who are listening. We remember the self-advocates who have worked really, really hard over the years for the right for themselves and other people with disabilities to live in the community and for equality and human rights for all. Nothing about us without us. That chat. These opportunities come along quite regularly. They do. They do. And that's, that's and a beautiful People should part. take advantage of it. Oh. Yeah, like you know, you know, you don't know where you really don't know where stuff obviously can lead you to, and it's opened a million of doors for me over the years. So, over eight years, I've done so many different projects, so many different training courses, and this is all because it's all come back to me being a representative of all abilities. It's because of all abilities, this is why I'm where I am today because it's opened that many different doors of employment. Yeah. of um, you know, also there's employment, but also training opportunities. Uh, also gives you opportunities to work with other advocacy, other self-advocacy groups, you know. And you can, you, you meet some amazing people who become your friend for life. And you, you know, it's, that's the thing about self-advocacy. You just don't know where it can lead you. That's why I strongly suggest, you know, if you want to become a self-advocate, join up with a group. Go and find your, your local self advocacy group because you don't know where it can lead you. Yeah, definitely. It's um, the I, I still find it interesting that how uh, uh, self advocates mm-hmm. are much more powerful in a group. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, our, mm-hmm. our so um, yeah. if you think you have an issue and you're out there trying to do something about it yeah find other people that do exactly. it as well to help to help with you on a journey exactly because like i said you and don't know all of a sudden you'll find like you're saying with all abilities you've gone from a small group to hundreds hundreds exactly 
and mm. you know, and we and because it's, we've been able to run projects, we've been able to um, offer employment as well for for the help of Sara. Sara has been like the whole been with us the whole time, and the, some of our guys have gotten employment, you know, out of some of the projects we've done. So. It might be only part-time employment, but, you know, and it's only over a certain time of month, but just giving them an employment, paid employment. That's something yeah, they would never have gotten, you know, if it wasn't for yeah, Saru. I have paid employment through, you know, uh, Saru Voice at the Table. Yeah. It's half a day a week, yeah, and I'm yeah. happy with that. That yeah. suits me. It so works with my cognitive issues. Yeah. And so yeah, I think... Any employment is valuable. Employment. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm the same. So, and so I said, this is this is um the reason why we must keep stuff obviously going, you know, to give people opportunities of that kind of employment. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I can happily say when a day I do decide to just step down and I no longer want to do it, I can I know that our group will go on because you know we've got so we've got quite a few that are capable of actually running the meetings yeah. and carrying on my work. So it's that's Maybe it's time to start letting them do that. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah. It's one of the things that I want to do with this podcast and 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 everything that it is, is train mm. people up yeah. to do it. To do it, exactly. I, I don't want to be here forever yeah. talking with you guys. I want... Yeah all the new advocates to come in and start talking and and really, and and that broadens the audience as well, of course. Definitely. It's more about raising that awareness Mm. to a larger group. Absolutely. Yes. Totally agree. So like I said, we've got quite a few that have got huge potentials. Um, There's Jody, there's Bruce, there's Kimberly that I know that would be, you know, that would just... Um, be able to ca- carry on my work because they've got the tra- they've got the training now, so they've been trained and if Kylie and they've got the training there to do it, so they're able, well, and truly able to do it. Yeah. And, Are they uh, coming to the uh, the the training in Warnable for Voice at the Table? Yeah, they are. They Excellent. are. They're looking forking to it. They're really looking forward to it. Yeah. They're just well, they can't wait. <laughs> so if you can't wait, but um, yeah, and then and that's just some things like I said I've done. Let's have done the leadership for tomorrow. That was yeah. the first ever training ship I ever did. And the reason why I was picked for this very program was because Quinda actually found, because I was doing a training ship for, uh, I was trained to be a support worker, but they thought that was really quite hard for me. So they looked in, they, they, they found this um program that was run by TAFE over in New South Wales and it was called Leaderships for Tomorrow for People with Disability. So um, they drew up an application for me, Quinta did it, and when it, they posted it off, when I posted it, I got, I got a phone call saying mm-hmm. that um, I've been accepted into the program and because one of the things you have to be to get onto this program is that you have to be part of the staff advocacy group. So that was bonus because I was already with all abilities yep. and actually have a disability as well. So, and so that obviously I got a phone call saying, Oh, by the way, your application being accepted, like, yay. And the idea of it was um, to, yeah, have, 
to plan at your goals and then and then you'd have as a facilitator help you achieve those goals over 12 months. So my goal, my main goal was still to be a support worker and know how to be a support worker. So I, over 12 months, we had, when they did the opening, because the opening was in Melbourne, yep. and I was in with, they had several groups. They had one group from New South Wales, one group from Victoria, another group from, uh, I think it was South Australia, I think it might have been, and I was with the guy and she was with Victoria group. And our facilitator was Jenny. She was from a self-advocacy group. She was a facilitator of a self-advocacy group in Tasmania. I was also Tasmania as well, but Tasmania, <laughs> Tasmania group as well. So she was, but she facilitated Victoria because, yeah, um, there was no one yep. really living in Victoria to facilitate, so she ended up taking that position. And the minute she heard, she, she, she heard I was a self-focus, she turned around and she says, Am I right by saying you're a South African? I said, yes. She's yay, she's good. She goes, I want you on my team. And I thought, okay. <laughs> I thought, well, was a South African. But, yeah, she, she merged. She had us from Victoria and South Africa. She's like, oh, yeah, 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 got to have you on my team. I said, okay. So, and, um, so she worked with me over 12 months on becoming how to get to my goals, how to get to where to be a support worker and, and um, worked on that. Well, the the, the, we end up doing a lot of travelling. So the first thing we, we travelled to, because to learn itself, moving over stuff overseas, um, we, a group of us travelled to Tasmania to attend the Tasmania Speaker Conference, which ran over three days. And that's where we actually learned a bit more about stuff overseas. It was, another, it was a point in my, that was my second conference I went to the first conference I went to was the have a say and that was through all abilities and Sarah got me involved with that too so but the second one was the Tasmania one and it's the first time I ever went on a plane so it was really exciting I've never been on a plane in all my life so I was quite excited flying out of Tasmania spent three days over there wonderful Tasmania it was oh it was fantastic I learned a lot about the group especially the Tasmania speaker advocacy group which I just Amazing, absolutely amazing. Some of the work that they do, it's just amazing. But every summer of the group does amazing work. But yeah, it was really good. It was really, and they had different workshops. So every day that does one was a jewelry making, one was a talk about self advocacy. Uh, another one was about addressing issues, how to address issues in your area to the government, speak about issues to government. And then there was a few others. I can't remember what they were, but. Yeah, I enjoyed the three days while I was over there. And then um, at the end of it, I did another flight. My first flight, second flight was to, uh, for our graduation that was held in Canberra. And it was at the, um, it was at the apartment house. The so, new or old one? Mm-hmm. Oh, the new, new one. It was at the new apartment house. So, and I got a certificate with the, that had the, um, the list for tomorrow on it. And then I had, I got a badge to say, and, and then that night, because they had some crystals that night, we had dinner at the old apartment house. So, yeah, and that was like I really enjoyed being part of that leadership for tomorrow. If it wasn't for me being South African, this is what I mean by opening doors. I wouldn't have got in there.
You're listening to That Chat. The work that all, all of our, you know, voice at the table self-advocates exactly. do exactly. is huge. It is, and it is, it is huge. We don't that's see it as so huge because it's just our day-to-day life. That's, that's exactly right. And that's what it was with me, myself. It was just yeah. a day-to-day life. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, yeah, but the way it's thought, you know, it's important, you know, if there's anything you do for the guy because I wasn't just doing it for myself. I was also speaking up for guys at Coinda because they didn't have a voice. You know, yeah. and they're stuck in a day service where they're told they've got to do the same stuff over and over every day and yeah. never having that voice. And I was being the voice for them. Plus, uh, another thing that opened up doors to, another thing I just remember, was I was on the board of a, um, it was a day service border and it was made up of people that work in day services and I was the client representative. Louise made me the client representative because she believed that uh, that guys at Quinda needed someone to be on that board to have a voice. Yes. So, and she picked me as being the client representative for that border. And we met up every few, I think it was every once a month where we discussed about uh, the day programs and they wanted to do some changes and they wanted to, uh, they, they brought the changes over and I, they, they wanted my opinion of what I thought about it. And they always asked, what do you think the clients will think? I said, yeah, they'll probably like it. Or no, no, they won't like it. But, um, yeah, it was just made up of different people from different parts of day services and also I was also people, workers from DHS. So... And, yeah, just wanting my, um, I would go in there and they'd come up with ideas of what they think, things, changes that were happening, do the changes that were happening within within the day services. So, yeah, and then they just wanted, I used to speak up about the issues and I would say, yes, the clients like it, no, they wouldn't. And, and uh, the, 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 board was, the board was called... Oh, memory corrects me. Was called LERDS, which means leadership and recreate. Uh, I can't pronounce that word. Recreation something. Day services. So yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I was part of their their group for up to twelve months. And yeah, and they just obviously I was made up of people from from different from different agencies. Um, Day services to those in DHS who work in DHS. So yeah, yeah. I think that really. Um, I had a trying to sort, and now I've lost it. Um, it really highlights how, when you become a self advocate, mm-hmm. your voice is bigger than yourself. That's exactly right. Yes, and 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 jumping on to any sort of, um, even working groups and that mm. within, say, an organisation. Yeah. And, and providing your expertise. Yes. As, as the person with the disability. And yeah. let's face it, you are the only one that knows what life is like for you. That's correct. And that's why we become self-advocates because we uh, have these um 
hurdles, I think is probably a nice way of saying it, yeah. to, that we need to overcome every day. So we become yeah. expert at overcoming those hurdles. Yeah. And then using our experience and our lived experience of disability yeah, and exactly. our lived experience of being an advocate yeah. and overcoming hurdles and talking about yeah, overcoming exactly. hurdles. Exactly, yes. It actually empowers other people to do the same. Yeah. And I think that's our biggest, that's going to be our biggest legacy is yeah. not what's happening, you know, in two years' time, but what's happening yeah. in 10 years' time, you oh, know, exactly. and, yeah. and how much stronger the advocacy networks oh. are then. That, that'll be amazing. Exactly. <laughs> that, Definitely. And I with, actually... With, with, like, hundreds of Beckys oh. running around. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You can find out more voice at the table dot com dot au it's the same connecting um uh, training training project so what we do is that we run inclusive um training for anyone who wants to learn about technology oh okay. uh, and it's done through zoom and it's a free free to thing to come to come along to we also run them we also stream it live on our facebook all ability facebook so you can sit there and watch it and yeah it's just about it, it could be anything it could be learning how to stay safe on facebook it could be learning about dating how to you know to date online um it could be about um how to install an app onto your phone, like a, a fitness app. It can be basically anything technology-wise. It could be anything the internet. So, and we as so let's taking that Saru connecting training. Yes. Um, and then specialising it a bit more. Yeah, that's I correct. The Saru one was just about making sure everyone could get online yeah. to yeah. begin with. Yes. Because of COVID restrictions and things like that and everything shutting down, everything moved into Zoom land. Yeah, it did. And, and people were lost. Mm-hmm, so they were. Self-advocates and Saru stepped up and said, hey, don't be lost anymore. Yeah, Here's some training. Exactly. And that's what we do. And that's, um, so, yeah, we got the funding through that through, um, oh, I don't know if it's through Sarah or it could have been through, I think it was through NDIS. It was through the NDIS, that's right. So, yeah, because we before we did Zoom, we had the project running face-to-face yeah. and we applied for the funding, the NDIS funding, but unfortunately we're not back. We were not backed on it because it was uh, apparently, um, they, 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 according to, to NDIS, they say, they, they don't understand the locations while we're running at different locations. And we had to explain into depth why these locations we have written down Portland, Warrnambool and Tarangan. And the reason for this is because that's where the day services are and that's where we were running the, the face-to-face same connecting program through uh, the day services. So, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, we had, I think, someone... So they couldn't understand that? But they couldn't understand that. That seems like a pretty straightforward <laughs> it is, it sort is, of But they thing. just didn't understand. And then, uh, then we found out um, New Wave 
they sort of copied our idea, kind of. And, uh, yeah, uh, and then they got over the funding. in for yeah, our listeners. Yeah. Yes. So they got the funding um, for it. And yeah. yeah, they're doing some fantastic work. And so they got the funding, and then we reapplied again underneath something else, and we got the funding for it. So we're like, yay! <laughs> after three after three, it was like three attempts because we literally did the, the, the first one, we failed, second one, we failed, third attempt, we got it. So yep. and that's because we had someone else write up the um, write up the um, what's the name. The script for it. So yeah. Well, I think that that's a really important point that you raise there. That um, it doesn't matter if you do get knocked back for for funding. That's it. Apply again and again exactly. and again because it will come through. Um, yeah. As someone that's had to write funding applications, um, both pre injury and, and post-injury, um, it does get easier the more you do. <laughs> so, and I think having brought in someone like you did to help write it, they probably didn't do much at all. They just would have exactly. taken all those words that you already had yeah. and just rearranged them slightly. Yeah. And, and so you end up with something that, it's more appealing to people without a disability. Yeah. And, yeah, so like I, I write grant applications for arts projects. Oh, wow. So, and that's really hard because mm -hmm. the people assessing them don't have a disability, they don't have that lived experience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's getting better now. Uh, they, the peer assessors are now including people with a disability, which is uh, a big step forward. Yeah. And uh, making it a bit easier. And some of the disability organisations involved in the arts mm -hmm. uh, have been advocating because we've had self-advocates say, yeah. we can't apply for these grants because mm. the process doesn't work for us. Yeah. And now, you know, these other organisations are coming on board and saying, well, these guys are doing amazing art and yeah. you're not funding them because they can't write your application out. Mm. Let's, let's address that and make these artists real artists and things like that. Exactly. And it all comes down to things like easy English, mm -hmm. alternative methods, so um, yeah. using uh, video to apply for a grant. Because yeah. I can imagine you, if you had been given the opportunity to apply for a grant and it was just the Zoom call, you yeah. would just go <laughs> <laughs> and wow them yeah. and, and, yeah, and get this amazing grant. Yeah. But because you were forced to write it out, mm. it becomes okay. a very d different, different thing. thing. Yeah. Absolutely. You're listening to That Chat. I was just thinking then um, how in this time of Zoom, and, you know, as you can call it in the time of COVID or the time of Zoom, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. How many people have overextended themselves because they're sitting at home? Yeah. 
um, and so you don't have those the travel kind time restraints. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden you think you can do uh, more networks than you can. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And as soon as <laughs> they become like face to face again, I'm yeah. guessing that there'll be a lot of people dropping out of a lot of things because oh. they can't mm. physically make it. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, then, that's a bit sad. It is. It is. It is a bit sad, definitely. And the, the amount of, like, I, I've, I've heard a lot of stories. Like, I've heard people just saying they want to get back to Sarah. They want to get back to the back to the office again. They miss it so much. They miss that face-to-face -face interaction. And, like, that's a few cool. of our guys that come on, come to our meeting, the doors at table meeting are, some of them can't make it now because they've gone back into doing their, their daily day meetings or they're back to day services again. And, yeah. and that, naturally, day service don't allow Zoom because probably think probably because of privacy. Yeah. I mean, who knows? <laughs> well, they mind their mind thing, uh, but you know. disruption, I yeah, think, exactly. more than anything. Yeah, uh, and, uh, it's not part of their normal routine. This is, this is the reason why day services kind of my head in there. Because yeah. it's all about them. It's never about the client's rights. It's never about what the client wants. It's always what the staff want. And I've noticed that through Coinda. I've noticed that through other day services. It's always, oh, no, we don't care what the client wants. And we'll go shopping for a day. But the client might not want to go shopping. But who cares? We want to go shopping. So we'll go shopping. We'll go for the coffee. Yeah. And that client might not want to go to the coffee. And this, and, you know, and then, this is the issue. I mean, this is an ongoing issue. This is why I keep speaking up about it so much and I can, you know, saying that, okay, there is a need for day service. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there probably is a need for then getting the, Is there a need for day service? That's the thing. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're not treated as adults. They're treated as if they're children, for freak's sake. It's just, yeah. It's, a, yeah. Know, it's an ongoing issue now. I'm going to continue on. Yeah. Not understanding. But, yeah. I, I think there is there is a need for day services. Yeah. I don't think it should be as all encompassing as what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think there should be the client should have a right to do what they want to do and and oh, they've got that support. They're right. I mean, it's yeah. but like I said, we've lost quite a like some of our guys that used to involved in vulnerabilities, we've lost quite a few of them because they've gone back into day service and the day service believe. We don't want you and follow self-advocacy because we don't want you having a voice. That's the opinion I've been giving them. It's like we can't have you having a voice. And here we go again. Yeah. They're right to be A lot of those sort of day services and institutions and that are very much based on that medical model of yeah. take your pills and everything yeah. will be fine. That's exactly right. I remember and, walking in. But we're people. We're not. Exactly. You know, we're, exactly. we, we do have interests. We do like to do things. Yeah, exactly. We do like, but we also don't like things as well. That's correct. Uh, like, yeah. like you're saying that the staff have decided that uh, don't feel like being in the office today. Let's go shopping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or let's go bowling. It's there's never the yeah. client has a say. I'm gonna run with the client once and just go do what we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because quite honestly, not many people actually enjoy shopping. It's something that they have to do. Exactly. But it's not something we enjoy. Yeah. It's just mm. yeah. 
Exactly. And, um, but yeah, that's, that's again, and it's another issue that, you know, I bring up all the time. That, and that's why I started Quinn for such a long time because I was trying to be their voice. And, and when I up and started to leave after my stepdad died, I was told, oh, I remember knocking into some of the stuff that I used to get along really well with, actually. She said she wanted me to come back. She said, we need you to come with the coin. We want you, you know, we need you to be the voice for the guys because she knew how the system ran it and she didn't like the idea of them not having a voice. Yeah. And she 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 was always saying that. She was always, she was always for self-advocacy. Gloria was absolutely amazing lady that believed that the clients needed a voice. Yep. She never, you know, she, she said, that's why she said to me, she goes, this is, she no longer with Quinn anymore. She often left um, because of bullying her. So she no longer teaches that Quinn, but she always said to me, she, she said, she wanted me to come back stronger because she said, we need you, we need you to come back. So that way, she goes, the guys have got a voice at Quinn. She goes, at this moment, they don't have anything again. I said, yeah. I said to her, I couldn't go back because at the time I was still sort of, yeah, in the Mr. Groving and stuff. And I just said, you know, and then I get, and um, it's, yeah, but I still talk about it. Even though I'm not there physically, I still talk about them. And I do miss seeing their faces. I honestly do. I mean, there's there. Yeah. I, I knock into them down the street and, you know, I always say hi to them and, to the clients and that to guys because they're, they're, like, they're like family to me you know uh, i don't see them as clients i see them as my best friends like, they're my friends yeah they were, they were there. I think that's, that's a, a real important thing to remember that you know people do make these relationships these friendships this you know exactly. family style yeah you know yeah. relationships and mm-hmm. support each other and, and try and, and get them through the more difficult times and things yeah. like that. Well, thank you, Becky. It's been absolutely amazing chatting with you once again. That word amazing. It just fits you to a T. Um, thank you very much for coming on that chat and having a chat with us. And yeah. And thank you, Warren and Dan, for having me on the VAT chat. Been great talking to you guys about yeah. my last story and how I all started out with self-advocacy. And, yeah, um, it, it, it had changed my house, changed my life. And if I'm, um, you know, if you if you are looking for a voice or you're looking to tell your story uh, or you want to speak up about issues or any kind, you know, join up with your local self-advocacy group. Because, like I said, you never know where it can lead you up. And, you know, and so, yeah, I strongly suggest finding your, 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 your local self-advocacy group within your area because self-advocacy groups are pretty much all around Australia and um, there's quite a few in Victoria. There's quite a few over in New South Wales, uh, Canberra, all around Australia. So if you're looking to be a, a leader, you know, looking to be a leader, looking to have your voice heard, looking to help others find their voice, Join up with you like a self-advocacy group, guys. I think uh, if you are on the internet, type in uh, Victorian Self-Advocacy Network or SARU, which is the Self-Advocacy Resource Unit. Yes. And those two will provide you with pretty much any link you need to get to finding your local self-advocacy group. 
And so once again, thank you, Becky. Uh, oh, thank you, Dan, for recording. And we will catch you all on the next episode. Yes, thank Bye you. For now. Nothing about us without us. Thanks to all the VATCHAT team who contributed today. Our presenter and producer, Warren Lauren. Our audio director and composer, Dan Sullivan. And a special thanks to Beck Biddle for sharing her story today. VATCHAT podcast is part of the Voice at the Table training. Voiceatthetable.com.au